Remember when your grandma told you she saw a ghost in the basement? Well, that story was actually written by a team of Hollywood writers. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello, and welcome to Beyond, Beyond Belief, episode number four. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Prasivka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Let's do it. Each week, we watch the late 90s television show Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Each episode contains five stories. Some of them are real, and some of them the writers of the show completely made up. At the end of the show, they reveal which ones are fact and which ones are fiction. And in our podcast, we're going to invite you to play along and guess which are which with us as well. And we've seen the whole show, but we haven't seen the results. So we're all going to find out just how wrong we are together. <laughs> Have You've seen those like um, model ships inside glass jars that it's like how did they build but it's like Sh- they ship in a bottle ship in a bottle yeah they have tweezers and long tools right <laughs> in the opening of this episode he brings out converse sneakers in a bottle it was a very <laughs> that prop was so ridiculous was, he like we said he just found it in some they were yeah. in a warehouse yeah and they're like look at this weird thing or i actually prefer the idea that all of them were like you know what like they were thinking about something that would really represent something impossible and one person was just like sneakers in a bottle how crazy is that and they like purposefully chose it and then they for made this. it yeah all right guys we're gonna dive into the first story today and that story is called have you ever heard of this word Email. Wait, oh. it's just called email? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what? The first story is called email. Never heard like, of it. Guys, electronic guys, mail. It's a type oh, of mail. Right? It is a type of mail, mail that's electronic. I'm confused. I can't compute. Profile for that member is no longer available. How can that be? I called our private legal hotline. Customer service. Yes, I'm trying to figure out who sent me an email today. What's the name, ma'am? Big Biz, B-I-G-B-I-Z. Big Biz is no longer in use. It was dropped from the service three months ago for an unpaid account. Mark, what happened in this story? Okay, there's a woman who's about to inherit $500,000 from her late uncle. Um, the lawyer's right about to sign over the check, and then uh, the assistant comes in, stops the meeting. She has a letter that she shows to the lawyer saying that, hey, this person is not my niece. She's an imposter. Don't give her my money. Don't give her my inheritance. In the meantime, the assistant's trying to kind of investigate and starts to get more emails from this email handle called, was it BusyBot? Big Biz. Big Big Biz. Biz. Uh, Yeah. From Big Big Biz saying, you know, this is not my my, uh, niece. This is the correct name. This is where this person lives. She calls the email company and, they say, <laughs> and she goes big biz and they're like no that email was canceled three months ago which is when the uncle died the lawyer's about to give the money to the imposter the assistant walks in with the real niece who explains that this woman was a nurse of her uncle who was trying to steal the money and then she's basically caught red-handed right there yeah, yeah. she doesn't put she up goes, a fight isn't that right Nancy or whatever <laughs> and then it just kind of zooms in on Nancy's face and she's like, she's like what, what, what? this was a Too weird one because like usually the story is like the nurse and her plot and everything and that was just sort of even though it was the main crux it was kind of like 
the subplot almost. Yeah, this, weird this whole, the whole story was literally just about explaining what email is to a mass audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if yeah. there's ever an episode to watch at home, because we're not going to really be able to describe how lame the technology looks. Yeah, the, <laughs> screens, the screens are incredibly Searching outdated. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have a screen cap of this on the website. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so going back to the story for a second, the, the woman <laughs> is, so it's the secretary that's in this office, and the guy, he treats her so badly that I thought this was going to turn into a story about how she went home and became Catwoman. Oh, you tried so hard for that one. I know. <laughs> I know. I wasn't. Chris loves Batman Returns. And, you know, <laughs> Who would have thought? Cross you know, that off my list. <laughs> but the email address password was Geraldo. Stop it! That's another Batman. Wait, what was the assistant's book. email address? Somebody. Fine 99. Yeah, yeah. F-I-N. Yeah. Fine 99 and Big Biz. Ew. I know, it was very bizarre. Does anyone, yeah. does anyone think this story's true? Well, okay. The one thing I would mm. say, and maybe, again, based on how email worked back then, but part of me was like, couldn't anyone just send an email? email right. from the dead uncle's email address and send this right. to like send a hint of like I was you know. thinking the same thing it's just like all this story really boils down to is someone knew that the woman was impersonating the niece and then somebody who didn't understand email got really confused and was like oh I I don't understand where this email is coming from I'm not sure ghosts would be able to not to take away Chris from your analysis <laughs> Mark could I ask you us. what's your opinion of the ghostly oh, world of course in this, in this no episode. one asked me <laughs> <laughs> But are ghosts going to be able to understand technology? Uh, I mean, that's what my that's what my dilemma is here. As people may know, like I kind of base my guesses on whether ghosts or spirits or whatever supernatural thing we're talking about is capable of doing that. So in this case, I think Tiffany's onto something. It could have easily been a human in the story making that yeah. true. But well, I'll save my prediction for later. It's fiction. Guys. Well, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it for a later fiction. <clears throat> can I ask? I feel like a lot of times, whenever ghost stories are told, the ghost is kind of playing a game a little bit. Because, like, he emails and he goes, find the niece. <laughs> Give me the address. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really creepy ghost. You know, Sorry. like, yeah. if you can send me an email that says find the niece, like, shoot me your phone number. Like, come on, well, help me out. He could have done that, but then they're writing the episode and they're like, well, we got to tease this out. If yeah. she got one mysterious email from a weird account and... It was just an email with the information she needed, and she wasn't able to ever find out anything about it. That would be more believable to me than a back and forth conversation. Ah, uh, I don't, I don't know. What, what's what's the kernel of truth? The kernel of truth the, is someone knew about this story. Mm -hmm. Someone knew someone was impersonating and just sent an email Send to the law, and that That's person it. didn't track it down. Oh, Total, yep. right. That is that is possible. Yeah. Very possible. I think especially back then they wouldn't have tracked it down. It would. I mean, if we're yeah. talking about their knowledge of the internet, it would have been like, oh, I guess that happens. I don't know. All right, guys, let's go ahead and and lock in our votes. What what we think, fact or fiction? Starting off with Chris. Uh, well, for the reasons that I just laid out, pretty clearly. <laughs> Um, I don't think I should repeat myself. Fiction. I'm going to go fact based on it just so could have happened. Someone could have just emailed the law firm and tried to expose this con artist. Tiffany, what do you think? I'm so torn. I really am. For the same reasons that you're talking about, Jesse, I could see it being true. Yeah. I, I will also go fact. Next up, Kyle. I am going to go fact on this one. I believe that uh, there was a case where a nurse was trying to take the dude's money. And then um, the story came out that somebody found out because they got an email and they knew nothing about email, so they couldn't figure out who it was from. And so the mystery of the email became like the story. Yeah, fact. 
Sounds good, Mark. Why would they use an email, especially back then, if they knew that the that the there was an imposter? They would just call and be like, "That's an imposter," or call the call the niece and say, "Go down over there." They don't yeah. want to entangle themselves. I don't know. I don't buy I it. Fiction. All right. All right. Fine. And each episode, we flip a coin to see if the coin's going to vote fact or fiction. Heads is fact, tails is fiction, and we try to beat random chance. Let's go ahead and flip that coin now and see fiction. Thank you. Ugh. All right. Well, let's go ahead. You guys should be happy that it's fiction if you said fact, because the coin has a notoriously low score. Okay, I think I have, like, the same score as the coin. So, <laughs> so, so are you saying? Let's... We like to call the coin George, because it's George Washington, and he's something about telling lies and telling truths, right? Cherry trees? Is yeah, that a thing? Yeah, wooden teeth, and <laughs> yeah. sure, it all makes sense. He's a guy. We're going to go into our second story now, and that is Jesse, called... what did I tell you about not getting political? Oh, I shouldn't say George. Sorry, Why? guys. He's the first president. I thought that was a safe. I thought <laughs> Too everyone. Soon. Too soon. Was he even a Democrat or Republican? He wasn't, wasn't he, he like wasn't a wig or party. something? He wasn't any party. The next story is called Cup of Joe. All I can say is this party better be worth it and there better be some yummy boys there. Man, there's nothing out there. Just are you sure we're not lost? Yes, I am sure we're not lost, okay? You know, I don't know. I don't know if we're lost or not, okay? I knew I should have pulled over. But I was young and stubborn. I didn't really trust the area. That is the least sexy road trip I have ever witnessed. I was so disappointed. It was like it was a get ready, guys. Spring break is happening. First of all, started at night. Uh That's not sexy. (laughs) Well, you know, it was well, but but it was started at night and it was raining. Uh, Okay, I keep saying things and it could be sexy, but let's just take my word (laughs) for it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No (laughs) one was around to see. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Take my my word for it. God, you're just teasing me, and I've already seen this, and I know how disappointing (laughs) this is. This episode starts with some girls driving to a spring break party and they're getting really excited. They're talking about their makeup. They're talking about these guys that are going to be at the party. They get lost. It starts raining and one of the girls is like, look, you're really tired of driving. You should get a cup of joe. That's where that comes <laughs> from, I guess. I just realized that. And I need some food. I'm starving. Let's pull off. I just saw a billboard for a diner. So they pull off this, you know, side road and then they hit this end where it says road closed and out of nowhere, a creepy old man jumps out of nowhere and has a cartoon lantern. You kids shouldn't be down this road. And they're like, they freak out, they reverse, they go back down the other street and they go back on the same course. And almost in the same fashion, there's yet another road close sign. And then a police officer who walks up to them and says, if you would have driven down this road just a few moments earlier, you would have gotten covered by a landslide. And they were like, oh my God, what a, what a good, fortune we just were trying to turn off to find that diner and the guy goes what diner she's like i saw a billboard there's no billboards on this highway it's illegal to have billboards the billboard's been dead for 10 years exactly here's the tale of the ghostly billboard or cup of joe whatever sure here's what we know about this story it takes place after emails, but before GPS. Yeah, that's a gap. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Very specific point. Yeah, yeah. Very How do you know about the email? Why didn't it take place before emails? Come on. <laughs> Could have been 1990. Well, was I also It was right? the second story. We all know they're in chronological order. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. We're going to be in space by the fifth season. <laughs> Was I also was I the only one who noticed when the police officer stopped him? He was like, "Oh yeah, a couple cars got buried," and I was like, "Where was their phantom billboard warning? <laughs> <laughs> Why were our three girls 
<laughs> the only one saved. Yeah, I don't, I'm not so sure they deserved it either. Like, <laughs> I know. So funny. I felt like I was just like, this is kind of a sad story. Yeah. Two families you, you were sh- killed. I know. Usually the college girls talking about the guys they're going to sleep with are the ones that ended up first dead. Yeah, exactly. This story was the first Beyond Belief story that I actually jumped from. Like, it, there was a jump scare, which is the guy in the window. Can I point something to- out, though? The most useless jump scare. That man. Yeah, it wasn't into that. It wasn't like he was a murderer and he was killing people, like families and cars down the road. Like, don't go down that road. There's a crazy guy we're trying to catch. And then, like, oh, that was weird. We almost. But also, why the man at all? Yeah, Yeah, why was he even there? Because the road closed sign, they would have been forced to turn around there anyway. That's the whole idea of it. You know, that feels that's the most ridery part to me. It feels like they're like, ah, let's get let's put a man down at the end of the road so that they get scared and they turn around. Can you have a lantern? Yeah, Yeah, I guess (laughs) you have a cartoon lantern. Give give do him one of those things where he holds a lantern oddly above his head and crouches over. (laughs) Did anyone see what was she? reading in the back of the car there was a girl reading something like a police stories magazine or something but you say that like that's a thing what is that that's not a thing police stories magazine like a hardy boys or something they again yeah. they fa- they have a prop house where they just pull the <laughs> ran- it, most random things i out. thought it, i thought you said it was boy stories what? <laughs> <laughs> that oddly would have made more sense. Just stories I, yeah, about boys. Yeah, yeah. No, I think my favorite was um, James Brolin coming on afterwards and being like, yeah, was like a, a billboard help save these girls' lives or did they just see some writing on the side of a barn off the road? And I was like, yeah, because that looks the exact same, like writing on a barn wall and a billboard. No way. But I, I will say this, like seeing the billboard kernel of truth. Girls got lost down a road, made the wrong turn, and got real lucky. I guess what I'm thinking about is why is this noteworthy? Why would the story ever be recorded for the incident report? No, I care about the two cars with the full right. of people that yeah. just got murdered. It would have been nicer if the guy at the end of the road closed thing was related to the story in some way. Exactly. Maybe he yeah. owned the diner years ago. Yeah. Maybe he died in the landslide in a landslide mm-hmm. forty years earlier. Maybe some, he was the lantern guy. Could the story have happened hundred percent? <laughs> right. Did it happen? I don't know. That there's a lot of disparate elements here that don't really tie together for me. Mark, why don't you kick us off? Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> uh fact. Uh it's I mean, it's totally reasonable. Um so I'm gonna go fact. All right, Kyle. I am going to go fiction on this one. I just think it's uh, not significant enough story that it would be in a newspaper or anything like that. So I think it's just completely made up in the writer's room. All right, Tiffany. I'm also going to go fiction. And it's funny, this is one of my least favorite types of stories because it can be an urban legend. And if it is true, it's probably because of something like that. Did I say fiction? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that this... Um, there are a few elements within this story that don't quite add up to me but often when that happens it's because it actually happened and writers tend to tie things up a little bit neater with a bow fact whoa thank god chris what do you think i'm on this train too, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, yeah, it, I, I feel like it's very possible. I mean, the only weird thing is these people saw something that apparently wasn't there. Yeah, that happens all the time. Fact: George Washington is going to vote. Fact. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's not. Nope, what said. nope. You didn't want that. Fiction, yeah. We're going to move on to our next story now, <laughs> which is called "Secret of the Family Tomb." Chuck was all agitated about something. You could tell that by the way his arms kept flying around, and he was talking a mile a minute. Now this is just the way I found it. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I don't like it when things don't seem logical. 
and I especially don't like it in a graveyard. Well, I checked it all out. Uh, everything seemed fine to me. Um, Tiffany, give us a recap uh, and feel free to insert that accent. If yeah, you, in if that you accent, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, I, was I was holding my breath. Um, no, this is actually a very sad story. So you start off and a teenage girl ran away, um, led to her accidental death. And then 10 weeks after she dies, her mom dies of a heart attack. And all the while, like, they have a family tomb for their specific family, and the the mom's body is brought into it, and all of a sudden these strange occurrences start happening, and that's when, I guess, a groundskeeper for the cemetery calls the police in, being like, you know, this is locked, I'm the only one with the key, but it's constantly being vandalized, and I don't know how. And so at one point, the they decide to kind of put, like, what, flour or whatever on the ground to try and, like, catch how people are getting in, and then the next day they show up. And there's a huge thing on the wall and it says like not here and it's like cryptic writing that looks like blood and everything's still vandalized, even though again, it was locked. There's like no footprints. And that's when all of a sudden it comes out from the priest who says like, listen, the mom was actually very abusive. The girl was running away from her. And so then they start to think maybe it's like the girl's ghost not wanting to be buried next to the mom. And then they move the coffin out of the mom's body and everything just stops happening. And that is the story. And everything just stops happening. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> right after that, it was all over. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the actor? We know we recognize yeah, an actor. Dennis Cockrum. He was in Uncle Buck. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I rec- that, that's where I recognize him from. He's also in, uh, I believe, Gangs of New York. He played Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. Oh, this guy's oh, wow. literally this guy's incredible. Wow, that's incredible. so cool. What character was he in the story? He was the sheriff. He was the police officer. Okay. Written by Thomas C. Chapman. Whoa. My own namesake. Oh. Is that your uncle? It is my uncle. Well, he was buried next to my dad, but then we oh. had to move his coffin because they never got along. Oh, because he was, yeah, he was exactly. a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He was abused. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I love the master plan of the cop to catch the vandals. Yeah. Is to just spread sand on the floor of the of the tomb. He's a small town sheriff. But then they're going to find the converse footprints and know it was James Brown. <laughs> oh, there you go. I want to know where they got the blood. This is a really dark one. I can't help but think back for this. I don't know. It's a hard one. It, does anyone else feel like this story is just complete speculation based on absolutely nothing, though? Like the priest goes up and he's like, I think I know why the thing's getting vandaled. The spirit of the... You know, and it's just like I thought that he was breaking like the oath because she, in confession, had said something to him, and that's why oh, in the beginning, oh, that's right. I did he had to be, he yeah. had to be uh, secret about and, it, and that's he was, right. and that's why in the beginning, when he, well, when he first talked to the police officer after his happening, being like, "Listen, I'm breaking my oath, but you that should be aware this might be what's oh, going yeah. on." Yeah, I missed that. But yeah. Tiffany keeps talking about how it, it was a dark story, but they did lighten up the mood every time you saw the vandalized tomb because it looked like an episode of Fixer Upper. Where it was <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> cemetery edition. We'll cross that. Off your list. Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris, I re- this one off my list. Okay, okay Chris, this is go. your story. Yeah, by Chris, the way, I really want to hear from you yeah. about this one. Well, this is this is Ghost Central right here. Here's the this thing: two fighting at, ghosts. At first, <laughs> I wrote down fiction. Let's say they're both dead, right? Fact, fact. They're both dead. <laughs> so this mom and daughter dead. They had a a, a a strained relationship on Earth, and now they're dead. But I don't think ghosts hold it against other. You know, if you passed on. 
But then I thought, this girl is troubled. Her ghost may not have gone to the light or whatever. Well, she would have become a poltergeist, right? Is that the creation of a poltergeist, like a troubled... That's more of like an electrical... There's no human in poltergeist. It's just like an electrical phenomenon. We can get to that in a different episode, but... (laughs) Tune in for our Steven Spielberg (laughs) retrospective podcast. (laughs) I'm not looking at Chris a little side-eyed about that. No, no. No, there's no... uh, Poltergeist and humans are not the same. But she could have died and she could have had a, a troubled life can result in a ghost that doesn't know what to do and they could just be roaming around where their body is and they could have negative feelings towards the body of the mother. So I changed my guess from fiction to fact on this one. I'm starting to develop a pet peeve with ghosts where <laughs> they they are unnecessarily vague. Like if you can write on the wall, not here in blood, why don't you write on the wall I'm the ghost of the daughter. I don't want to be buried next to my mother. That's a lot of blood. Shit's a lot. That's a lot of blood. (laughs) It's not their blood. Yeah. Whose blood? Where are they getting this blood? Um, And then my favorite uh, part of this was the outro. This, speaking of Zooms, this is where James Rowland says, and here's something else to think about. And they zoom in 5,000% onto his face. And then he says... Did this happen? <laughs> it's just the most, the most so casual, yeah, very emphasized camera move. Like he was going to tell you the secrets of the universe. His 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 switches from like what it could be, and then his, or maybe it just didn't happen. Yeah, or maybe it's fake. Or is it maybe, possible that the spirit you know. of this daughter is haunted by the memories of the abusive mother? Or maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty much what it's getting. To. Uh, is the secret of the family tomb encased in a converse of glass? Tiffany, why don't you kick us off? I I enjoyed that. It tracks. I'm going to go with fact a little reluctantly, but that's what I put down first. And the things line up for me in my head that way, even though I could see this feeling a little writery, but I think I'm going to stick with fact. I don't exactly know how to explain like the caretaker never witnessing any of the damage or the vandals, but you know, it just seems like. He could have missed it. It could have been people doing it. There could have been something weird going on here. It feels like there's enough here. Fact. Chris, what do you think? I'm going to go fact as well. I can be short and sweet, right? You can. Yeah. Kyle. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to go fiction on this one. And I'm not entirely sure why. I'm a little bit on the fence about this one. There's a lot going on. I'm just kind of going with my gut. Feels kind of made up to me. All right. Mark. Uh, I'm going to go fact. Feels a little somber. Okay. It seems like. And I feel like the the tomb being like messed around with could have been elaborated a lot while they you know, as they wrote this one. So Sounds good. And the coin. Fiction. All right, guys, we're gonna move on to story number four, which is called Weezer. All right, Weezer. Yeah, good. My son and his dog. A regular sight on our block. I still see that truck in my dreams. Uh, Chris, what happened in this episode? Yeah, so this one is about uh, a kid and his dog, and the dog is the most well-behaved, trained dog that you could. It, it was like, almost almost like the dog was straight out of uh, a Hollywood training camp, you know. And uh, <laughs> it, you know, because he would even pray with the kid before bed and like tuck his nose in his paws as as he like sits by the bed. So cute. And one day the dog gets hit by a car and dies. 
G- okay. And oh, 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 that's how we're recapping this. Oh, wow, Who saw that there. coming? So the mom and all the friends get together and bury the dog in the backyard. Cut to, I don't know, the next day. Was it the next day? Seemed pretty quick. Yeah. yeah and then the kid uh, opens the front door and Weezer, the dog, is back. And he recognizes it as Weezer. And it looks like the same dog. That was just buried a little while ago. It's it's Pet Cemetery is what this is, <laughs> the story. Such an important part of this story that I almost expected James Brolin to just like throw in at the very last second was there was nothing about the grave. Like, so was the grave empty? Right. Well, he says, he says, if it was the same dog, why wasn't it covered in dirt? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? We- like, <laughs> I feel like the only thing I'm going on is that the dog got hit by a car. They thought the dog was dead, buried the dog, but the dog wasn't fully dead. There's no dirt on the dog, though. Yeah, well, that's made up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then the dog shows back up, and then they stop the story because the rest of the story would have been, they went to the backyard, and the dog had come out of the hole they put it in. Tell us what the status of the grave is. That's so important. (laughs) Now, what would have been interesting is if the grave was untouched, and then they dug up, and there was nothing there. That that, would have been a cool cool. element or something. I am siding with fiction, but I will say I have a true story that happened to me that is uh, along the same lines as this story. Let's hear it. Okay, so my dog was a Boston Terrier. We had a dog growing up. Her name was Daisy, the sweetest dog. Pray, oh, prayed oh. with you every night. Prayed with me every night <laughs> before bed. Put his paws bed. on the bed. Uh, her, Daisy, is a girl, clearly. Um, he was a sweet old gal. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, So Daisy one day disappeared, and we were like, what happened to Daisy? And so we put up signs, and we looked around the entire neighborhood. We spent hours, my dad, my brother, and me, looking for this dog, going down every street, asking people, posting flyers, all this stuff. It even started raining at one point. Couldn't find Daisy. And then... Were there college girls? There was an old man with a lantern (laughs) that said, I know what Daisy is. And an email. (laughs) It all comes together, I'm telling you. And then we saw Daisy running down the street that was, I don't know, like six blocks from our house. Daisy, It was my dad and I. We were like, Daisy, you're here. Thank God you're safe. And we started petting her. And then um, I started to think, like, something is off about Daisy. It looked like she... Like given birth or something. Like it looked like she had like swollen uh nipples or something. And I'm my, listening. My, can we edit out swollen nipples? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's gonna be the sound by people use to show d- their friends this podcast. My dad. That's what we'll title this one: frozen nipples, swollen nipples, <laughs> frozen nipples. <laughs> Are they frozen, swollen nipples? They were swollen. <laughs> my dad. I'm looking at her and I'm like, and her ears kind of like, you can tell there's like, like bite marks in it. Like it was, and my dad is like, we got to take her to the vet. She's obviously like, well, how long had she been missing by this time? You know, a, 10 minutes, 12 hours. Suddenly the front yard that we're sitting in, the front door opens and Daisy runs into the, the house and a guy comes out and he's like, thank you for finding my dog. I was like, dad, I told you that wasn't Daisy. That is a beyond belief if I've ever heard one. You try to steal another wait, man's wait, dog? Wait, hold on, hold on. You found Daisy, and she was in such a shape that looked so different. It was had, another Boston Terrier. She had Her nipples were frozen. so swollen. It was another Boston Terrier who had raggedy features and looked like if Daisy had gone through a, 
a series of tumultuous events. And then that, so we, and we wanted to believe that was Daisy so badly that we saw her as Daisy. Was this guy beating his dog? No, it looked like the dog was just dirty from being outside and also had formerly been pregnant, which is why it had like. Oh, formally pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You know how dogs and cats have more. Oh, formally. Okay. Formally. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, I thought she was in like a suit and tie. Yeah. That, that's how I'm going to. Have all my dinner parties like we business, don't have, business attire, formerly pregnant. We don't have to include this part, but we ultimately found the real Daisy in the backyard. She had been bitten by a snake and she oh, was dead. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, we're keeping that. That's horrible. Fiction. Jesus. Right, Chris? Fiction. Chris, tell us yeah. it's fiction. Chris, fiction. Fiction. Just tell us it's fiction, Chris. Just say fiction. Just Cri- say the word. Fiction. You just have to say the word. Oh, it's fact. Well, there's no uh, easy way to transition out of that. No. Let's go right to the predictions. Um, starting off, Tiffany, why don't you kick us off again? Fact or fiction here? I'm going to say fiction. There's a part of me that would have wanted the writers to do a little something more with this. But just overall, I just don't see this being a story that you would find somewhere. It's just uh, gut instinct, I suppose. But I'm going to say fiction. All right, Mark? I don't know. It can be so easily fiction, so easily facts. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go fiction this time. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to go... Oh, you both said fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go fiction as well just feels like the story stopped too soon or something like it was just like and there was a knock on the door and there the dog was and mm-hmm. i don't know just there wasn't <laughs> anything there fiction chris you know i was trying to see if my my story would sway anyone to think this was true because it was like this could happen theoretically because it kind of did to me but i'm gonna say fiction now do you want to have an, another response in case we edit your story out <laughs> oh we're not editing my story out <laughs> Kyle, last up. What do you think? I'm going to go fact on this one. Okay. There we go. And the coin will be the final vote for this story. That's a good flip. Fact. That's right, coin. All right. We're (laughs) going to move on. (laughs) We're going to move on to our final story for this episode, which is called The Unknown Patient. Flatline. Off the streets. No insurance, no Medicare. What matters to me is that we don't waste our, our resources on a man who's probably not going to make it anyway. I thought I could bring him back. Well, you didn't. All you did was waste time, and time is a luxury that we don't have. Good day, doctor. What do you want me to do with this? What is it, anyway? It's a St. Jude medal. He's the patron saint of lost causes. There were some sweet 80s Lethal Weapon tracks in this episode. Yes. <laughs> too, too old for this shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to see how long I can go with that. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what happened, Kyle? This is a story about the best acting Beyond Belief has ever seen. Um, it's a story about Dr. Sanders and his first night at a new hospital. Um, a John... <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> that's exactly what it's about. Why is that funny? Well, it's just funny because, you know, you usually we don't use names and then you use the It was like, you were so sure about that. And I was like, oh, that's true. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I still don't get it. You still don't? Okay, you can restart. No one else will get it either. So you should restart. That. I'm keeping it. <laughs> so this is a story about Dr. Sanders, first night in the hospital, and a John Doe gets brought in. 
and uh, he does whatever he can to try and save him. He fails. Uh, this John Doe dies, passes away. He gets the medal off of the John Doe, which is um, the uh, it's the St. Jude medal, which is a patron saint of lost causes. And then uh, later on in the evening, uh, there's a man and a woman looking for their dead relative. And they say they read it in the obituary. Dr. Sanders overhears it. He gives them the St. Jude medal. They know that the John Doe that died two hours ago is the one that they are claiming died the night before. And they read the obituary already. And then they say that they looked through all the newspapers later and could not find that obituary again. Some stories end with like a sharp boom. There's the there's the twist. There's the rub. And this one I felt just kind of was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, wait a minute, that's. That's it? The, in the obituary? Uh, uh, How did it end again? It was... <laughs> like a tugboat. Yeah, I feel like it was very... going down. <laughs> <laughs> what was the doctor's name? Dr. Sanders. Because I was referring to him as Dr. Mustache the whole episode. He had, <laughs> that, you, rightfully so. He had the largest and most sweet 80s mustache. Should luxurious. we talk about the two-minute zoom into his mustache oh at the gosh. end of the episode? Yes. The final shot of the episode. Magical. You thought that James Brolin zoom was something. <laughs> what was great was it was a post-zoom because it got yes, so it was very. I think that they probably just said to the editors and like the whole crew, they're like, you know what, guys? We're getting in a rut. Just like spice it up a bit. <laughs> try, try something new. Surprise me. Surprise <laughs> me. Let's see what happens. Does this show typically make false stories more complicated or make true stories comp like we've had complicated stories before right what what do they tend to be fact, fact. i think they do tend to be fact and i'm kind of with tiffany on this one i ran some through some coincidence his loved ones happened upon the right hospital even though there was no real tr- it's just like okay it's not really that interesting to me mm-hmm. it's it, so much it's just so muddled and what's so weird if you think about the fact that they fit in all these things into the story that don't play in. Like the amount of time they spent on the one doctor being like, don't try and save this patient. We're going to waste resources. And like that never plays in. Like oh, it was just right. so, yeah. like, weirdly structured. There's that whole subplot of how the hospital might be shut down soon. And it's like, something. why does that have to do with anything? And, right. why, and why does it matter that it's his first night? Well, what we also don't see is five minutes later when they go to identify the body, they're like, that's not him. No. Oh, <laughs> multiple people wear the same St. Jude medal? Wow. wow. I am so sorry <laughs> to have wasted your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another zoom in. Yeah, this one just seems so... It has, like Tiffany said, all the elements that seem true. It's like, oh, the old the old necklace that belonged to someone else. It's like that piece of jewelry, uh, the coincidence of the timing. Also, what's the point? He's already passed away at this point, right? So why even come to the hospital? Well, you you want to find your, yeah, you want to find their dead loved one. <laughs> to bury this is funny. hard. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, well you're fun. first up, Chris. Give yeah. us no. Yeah, so hoping you would say Fact that. or fiction. I am going to say that this one is fact. I just feel like there's nothing that we saw that couldn't be plausible in some way. Someone could have accidentally read something in the the obituary. And I don't see a real ghostly presence in this story. So true. Why not? I'm going to go fact as well. And Tiffany, what do you think? I think I'm also going to go fact. It's a weird one. But for some reason, that just makes more sense to me than fiction. Kyle. I think it could go either way. And so you guys have all been saying facts. So I'm going to go fiction. All right. Mark. Uh, I'm going to go fact. I'm going with my gut. Let's see what random chant says. Fact. It is now time to take a look back and find out which of the stories were fact and which were fiction. But first, we would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor this week. This week's episode is brought to you by email. Are you a ghost who's sick and tired of appearing in hallways, communicating through children's board games, and possessing little girls from the turn of the century for some reason? 
Well, there's an easier way. Email is the new quick and efficient method for speaking with the living. Just go to the internet and use offer code BIGBIZ today to get 20% off your first year subscription. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the results. Let's find out. I'm going to do a quick recap of each story. The first one, email, and this is the one about the person who is impersonating the niece and wanting to steal $500,000. Is it hard for you to believe that a story like this actually happened to someone in real life? It did. Fact. Yes. Bullshit. Yes. I am going to get them all right on this one. Well, now you're going to seem ridiculous when you don't. (laughs) Shut your face. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, the second story, Cup of Joe. This was the one about the girls oh. going to spring first break. First of all, can I just say, I'm sorry, but I feel like once you get the first one wrong, it really <laughs> deflates your whole like mindset for the rest of them. The wind is taken out of your shoes yeah. because they're in, a, they're in a bottle and the wind is being But blocked. I'll hope that I get the next four in a row. And what about the three girls who turned off the road for coffee because of a billboard that didn't exist? Do you think it's a work of fiction? Sorry. A similar story did take place. Fact. All right, Chris. Good for you, huh? Thank God. All right. Well, I didn't get them all right. I said fact two for the third one. The third one, it's not looking. Well, Mark and I actually voted the same exact way this time. Really? Yeah. So if if Mark goes down, I'm going down with him. Taking him down in the ship because the ship's not in the bottle. No, we got it. We got it. Uh All right. So let's go on to the next story now. It is the secret of the family tomb. This is one about the crypt getting vandalized night after night. And it was actually getting vandalized by the daughter that was abused. What are the odds that the basic facts of this were inspired by actual events? Pretty good. It happened. Fact. In a row. Wow, what if this is the episode where they're all fact? Well, let's find out. The next story was called Weezer. This is the one about the dog coming back from beyond. Oh, I'm feeling great that this one's fiction. This story is a total falsehood. Right? Right. It never happened. Fiction. (laughs) Oh my god. That was definitely a fake out in terms of his usual delivery. Uh, Yeah. Very lackluster fake out. He didn't even try. Well, he wasn't it's almost like he wasn't sure, right? Uh, right. No, that was, right. I think uh, that was a good fake out. Could we get a could we get a check of judges? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was that was that true? Solid. Ten out of ten. Good job, bro. All right. So we're gonna find out the last uh story, the unknown patient. This is the one about the guy who died in the hospital, and then his relatives found him through no real discernible means. Did you guess that this story was made up by our writers? Well you guessed wrong. A story like this did take place. Fact. <laughs> oh shit, no. Okay, well, that means facts. Mark, Mark, and I. We we started weak, Mm -hmm. but we finished strong. Oh yeah! All right, so let's go over quickly the results. So I have Mark and (laughs) Mark and Chris. uh, Four out of five, correct. Very good job, Tiffany. Three out of five, not bad. Four, no, sorry, four oh. out of five as well, but just different four out of five. Yeah. Sorry, there we go. I there was we gonna go. say, I felt, <laughs> right. I felt pretty good. Good job, Tiff. <laughs> the coin, two out of five. Ha, sucker. Not bad. And that, uh, Kyle, um, only one out of five this uh, week. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I kind of jinxed myself at the beginning there. You did. Mm. But Jesse, you didn't talk about yourself. Yeah, Jesse, you how many did you get? You got five out of five. Five out of five. That's why he didn't talk five about himself. Oh, oh, did I not mention my own result? <laughs> yeah, we so, don't care. Thank 
you for asking. We're not listening. You know, basically my method is I just look I at the care. kernel of truth. Bum, 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 and um, oh, every episode, oh, sorry. I just oh, really oh, feel like... The music's like, playing you off in the same oh, way it hello? plays off James Brolin. Okay, my mic is going away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lovely show, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you guys next week. With our new host. <laughs> I could forget this one very easily. Wow, no laughter afterwards. I guess that was a very pathetic. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Wow, when you only get one right, nobody uh, laughs at your jokes. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah. We're a oneer now. We don't respect you anymore. Yeah. This was great. Thank you guys for joining this week. Was that to us? I thought that was. To- Apparently, when you get five out of five correct, no one laughs at your jokes either. But what about uh, this? <laughs> see you guys next week. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.